Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I want to talk about the three R's you need to have in your life to break through any obstacles that you're overcoming. I was just in one of our top-level mastermind meetups, and they had this awesome guest on. I had been privy to some of his videos online, but had never actually seen him spoke. He had definitely popped up on my radar, but I had never actually dove into his content. And man, let me tell you, after I heard him speak, and realize what he was doing. I went and looked up all of his content and just started consuming everything I could. I absolutely love this guy. His name is Bedros Kulian, and he has the most incredible Cinderella story you could ever imagine. And in this talk, he talks about his journey from coming from communist Russia, coming over to the United States and being so poor that his parents had to go dig through the dumpster for food. His mom told, told him a story when he was little. He had lice. She didn't have the money to get the shampoos and the doctor. And so she literally took a hose and siphoned gasoline out of a car into a jar, poured it in a bowl and washed his hair in it to kill the lice. So you can't make this stuff up. And I took these three R's that he taught in this talk that he did to our group and I was immediately able to relate. And so I wanted to kind of tell you my story about these three R's today. The first R is resourcefulness. So when I was younger in my early 20s, I had a dream to break into medical device sales. I fell in love with the profession. My uncle was doing it. I really enjoyed sales. I spent my summers during college going door to door, knocking on doors, selling ADT home protection systems and made some decent money doing this. I remember coming back from the summer and being able to write a check to the apartment that I would stay at in college for the entire year. And so I really liked this idea of sales. I was very outgoing at the time. I was kind of coming into my own. I was switching from being very introverted to being very extroverted. And I liked this idea of sales. Now, at the time, I thought that I really wanted to break. Uh, I wanted to do physical therapy because I was very motivated by the intrinsic satisfaction of helping people every single day. But after I had shadowed a physical therapist and saw the hours and hours of paperwork they did, now they kind of sort of sat in the same thing, uh, did the same thing, same office every single day. I was like, dude, I would get claustrophobic. I got to be out and about doing it. So medical device combined my love for sales with my love for helping people. And there was only one problem. It is an extremely competitive industry to get in. And at the time, I was going up against guys who had much more experience, not just in life in general and sales, but medical device sales experience specifically. See, at the time, I had this huge thing going against me, which was lack of experience and a saturated job market. In other words, there were a ton of other medical device guys that had recently been laid off in the industry because of the Affordable Health Care Act also remembered as Obamacare. What Obamacare did was basically force insurance companies to start covering people that they normally wouldn't have covered at the rates that they were being forced to. So, you know, just imagine uh, insurance companies having to pay money for, let's say, somebody who smokes and uh, they they have to give them insurance at a certain amount instead of the insurance company being like, dude, you're too high risk. We're going to lose money on you. So-and-so. And what that did was it squeezed the insurance companies. Insurance companies started hemorrhaging profits. 
what do you do then? Will you go look to cut costs elsewhere? And at the time, the insurance companies were very generous with the reimbursements for surgeries at hospitals. This was a huge expense for them. So they got squeezed by the government. And in turn, they went to the hospitals and the hospitals got squeezed. They basically said, hey, I know we were going to reimburse you, uh, you know, $5,000 for every rotator cuff surgery, but now we're only going to do 3500 And as a result, the hospitals started getting squeezed. Well, if you're a hospital and you're now you're bleeding money in areas you weren't expecting, what happens? You go to your vendors and you ask them to take price cuts to get the surgeries down past the cost that makes sense for you to actually do it and get reimbursed by the insurance companies. So you're not losing money on your surgeries. Well, if you are a medical device sales company and you are now getting squeezed and your profits are hemorrhaging, what happens? You cut costs and you lay people off. And so I was dealing with this massive amount of uh, saturation in the market as a you know newly college uh, graduated kid. And they would, I wouldn't even get resumes uh, returned. I submitted hundreds and hundreds of resumes online. Not one, not one, not one single time did I ever get a resume that got accepted or get an interview. So I had to get resourceful. And this is the first R I want to talk about. I had to figure out how to not play the same game as everybody else. So what I did was I said, well, what if there was a way for me to beat these jobs before they made it to Indeed and Monster.com? And so I started reaching out to the local medical device sales reps. And I would, I did a number of of things, one of which I'll get to in a sec that I think is kind of crazy, but I started reaching out to him on LinkedIn, introducing myself, explaining how was my dream to break in. And I really wanted to do what he was, what they were doing. And Hey, would you meet me for a cup of coffee? Um, can I buy you lunch? Something like that. And at one point I met a guy named Tim and Tim was super sweet. At the time I worked at Ace Hardware and I was making like $11 an hour. I had all this college debt. I couldn't find a job. You know, mind you, this was like 2012. So, you know, the economy hadn't quite recovered from the uh, big economic collapse. And what I would do is I would ask every single person that I helped mix paint for, found an item, explain something if they knew anybody that was in medical device sales. I was just straight up said, this is what I'm trying to do. Do you know anybody? So every single customer that came in, I would ask them that. Well, this sweet lady said, yes, as a matter of fact, my husband does this. I need to get you in touch. And so that's how I met Tim. So I met Tim at a Starbucks coffee house and I come dressed, you know, to the nines and and he's just this older guy, uh, obviously very successful. And, uh, you know, he meets with me and says, look, you know, you don't have the experience that I'm looking for. You know, you need a few years, but you should, one, get this book, now discover your strengths and, and take the strengths finder test. And you should probably get in touch with materials managers. Ding, ding, ding. That was what I needed to hear. He said, materials managers, they deal with a lot of reps. And so they can probably introduce you to a lot of guys. I said, perfect. So I put on my best suit next day and I go to the flower shop. I get some flowers. I probably went to like a gas station to get the flowers, honestly. And uh, I got a box of chocolates and I went to this hospital off Cherokee Drive in Knoxville, Tennessee. And I basically walked around looking, I guess at the time I thought there was going to be a sign that was like blinking medical device uh, or or, uh, materials manager office, right? But that was not the case. So I kept walking around. Finally, someone said, hey, are you you looking for something? Because I guess I look like a delivery guy. 
at this point with my chocolates and flowers and suit, just sort of walking around the hospital. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm looking for the materials manager office. And he goes, oh, well, here, let me show you. And he like scanned me back into an area that I obviously wasn't supposed to be in and got back and actually uh, saw the person. And I'll never forget. I think I want to say her name was Jenny. Man, this was over a decade ago. I wish I could remember her name, but I want to say that it was Jenny. And I popped just my head in and I said, hey, are you the materials manager? She kind of looked at this, looked at me with this scowl on her face and said, "Uh, who are you? And then the rest of my body caught up to my head through the doorway and I set the flowers down on the table and the chocolates. And I said, my name's Brandon. I just want five minutes of your time. And she looked at me and that scowl turned into a, a smile and she goes, well, aren't you sweet? Come on in. And I explained to her what I was doing and how I was trying to get in touch with reps. And that was my dream to break into medical device sales. Well, she had a whole binder medical device traps. And I was like, can I take pictures of these? And then boom, overnight, I had access to like 40 or 50 medical device sales reps who I would call and I would take to lunch and I would contact. And that eventually is what led me to getting a job in the medical device sales arena. I was able to network my way in with the reps first. They would introduce me to the hiring manager. I would plant the seed and sell myself to the hiring manager. They were all super impressed at what I had done to get there because I would tell the exact same story and they're like, holy cow. And not knowingly, I had been playing a different game than all the other candidates who were just submitting resumes online and, and just reaching out, right? I had beat the job to the job boards before it ever got there. And that was me being very resourceful. Now, the next R that I want to talk about, R number two is relentlessness. You have got to have relentlessness to make it in business and in life. Life is going to beat you down. You already know this. You've already heard this, but it will keep you there if you let it. During my two-year journey to break into medical device sales, I, I had followed this process and now I had started getting interviews before. I'd, I'd started getting quite a few interviews. That was huge. I'd gone basically a whole year without a single interview, submitting resumes, reaching out, meeting people. And now those seeds that I had planted with the hiring managers, they started to come to fruition. Only problem was they still had candidates who were better than me. This was a huge, huge problem. I could, I was like, dude, I can't overcome this, but I was relentless. I didn't give up. I did not give up. I was finally making some progress and I was actually getting the interviews. I had a singularity of focus and I was I was like, no think, just go. And I would show up these interviews. And I remember one guy asked me, dude, what so uh so what are what are you? It's a really weird question. Normally it's like, tell me a little bit about yourself or this or that. I had just been super aggressive at following up. It was the striker uh uh, uh distributor in Knoxville. And I just like went off, man. I was like, dude, look, I can't promise you anything. All I know is that I'm more motivated than anybody you're going to meet. I have put myself through hell and back to try to get here. I know I don't have a lot of experience, but if you just give me that chance, I will blow it out of the water for you. I'm a single dude. I have no kids. I don't have anything on my plate. I just want to work. And it is my dream to get into this industry. Well, I discovered another thing when I was on this journey, and that's that people want to help you realize your dreams. When you can hit people in the heart, you can influence them. You can get them to do the things that they won't do for other people. And that's what I was unknowingly doing was hitting a lot of these hiring managers uh, in the heart. But I still wasn't able to get a job. They still wanted experience. So this 
relentlessness actually led me to getting a job in the buildings products industries for a year. Um, I learned my skills, I honed my sales abilities, and I still kept in touch with everybody in the medical sales industry and ended up getting a job, uh, you know, about a year later. And so my relentlessness is what allowed me to really break through. Now, the final R I want to talk about is uh, resiliency. So I did not give up on this. And if you let life beat you down, then you're going to stay there. I was resilient. I was able to just push through, probably because I was just too young at the time and too dumb to realize anything different. But I didn't care that I wasn't getting the, at first, I didn't care that I wasn't getting interviews. And when I was finally getting interviews, I did not care that I wasn't getting jobs. I knew that in the back of my mind, I was one more no closer to a yes. It's not how many times you get beat down. It's how many times you get back up. You just can't ever give up. And that's really what success looks like. You will reach success, whatever your goal is, whatever you're striving towards. If you just do not give up, eventually you're going to figure it out. It might take you a while, but that's the difference between you and them is you don't give up. Everybody else tries it for a month or two months or a year or two years or five years or even 10 years. Sometimes if you hear these crazy stories about the uh, oh Colonel Sanders and the Kentucky Fried Chicken, how he didn't like he, he tried for like, God, like two decades to get his like recipe off the ground. Uh, if you listen to Sylvester Stallone's story about acting and how many years he spent, like, dude, it takes a long time for success to come to fruition, but it will if you just don't give up. Don't give up. Those are the three R's that I wanted to tell you about that I connected with over uh, Pedro's Coolian story. Uh, go out there, be resourceful, be relentless, and be resilient.